and welcome to episode 29 of the Counseling Conversations podcast. Wherever you might be joining us from today, whether you're driving in the car or you're at home or work, welcome and thank you for listening in today as we talk about how to deal with grief and loss. I'm very excited today to talk about this topic and I hope everyone is doing well. There's been a change of seasons and in Perth, we are going from winter to spring and in many other parts of the world, summer is coming to an end and the cold weather is coming on. If you are enjoying my podcasts, please don't forget to rate the show with a star rating. If you haven't already noticed, this podcast is being played on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, as well as Podbean. So please do share it with a friend and help us spread the conversations about mental health to the world. So if you can remember in the last episode, we talked about grief and loss and how at some stage of our lives, we all face grief and loss because, well, it's an unavoidable part of the human experience. Grief can occur after a serious illness, a divorce, the loss of a relationship, a loss of a pet, a miscarriage, infertility, even transitioning to retirement or unemployment or the loss of an identity, the loss of a home or uprooting and moving to a new place. It usually involves intense sadness, sorrow and feelings of distress. We talked about the five stages of the grief model proposed by Kubler-Ross that included denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. We discussed that these stages are not necessarily sequential and that an individual does not need to go through the stage of, say, anger before reaching depression. Also, some individuals might experience a few stages rather than all of the five, and it isn't uncommon to go from denial to anger and then to depression and denial and then acceptance and then back to anger. It's totally okay. And in reality, when someone is grieving, there are many other circumstances and factors going on in that person's life other than the loss at hand. And therefore, the process is a lot more complicated than what a model can summarize. So I've also found from my personal experiences that there are many layers of grief and that grief can sometimes hit months or years after a grieving event has passed because of things such as anniversaries, milestones, changes in lifestyle and places that remind us of the loss, for example. So this is also totally normal and totally okay. Sometimes we experience multiple losses and multiple grieving periods at the same time or consecutively, right? I often tell clients who are grieving that whilst we do want to be able to live our lives and we do want to be able to move on, it's important to face the grief and to keep feeling the grief in all of its forms until there's no more left however long this process takes. 
And it doesn't matter how long this process goes on for or how long the crying goes for. And it doesn't matter how long the grief goes for. So we might also assume that elderly people or people who are older would experience more grief and losses as opposed to younger people who may not have witnessed as many deaths, for example. However, this is often not true necessarily because younger people may experience just as many losses such as the loss of their mom or their dad or a stepdad or a stepmom or a relative And they also may experience grief as a result of the separation or divorce of their parents. They may have also lost a family pet, for example, or lost friendships and support systems and many other types of losses as well. So it doesn't matter how long the grieving takes because no two individuals are going to be the same in terms of the length of time that they're going to need to grieve, to feel the sadness, to feel the sorrow, and to recover. And as humans, often things might take a while. So for some people, when they're going through grief, if they have many other circumstances going on at the same time, It might mean that they don't have the capacity or that time in their life to completely address and face the grief and the sadness that they're going through. And so if, for example, they are going through many different types of losses and they've got perhaps young children or they're moving to a different country or they're going through a divorce at the same time, it's not going to be humanly possible to be able to go through the grief as what we would imagine. And therefore, it might mean that the process takes a longer time overall. And grief is not something that we can put a time frame on. It's not something that we can say, well, look, you know, within three months, you won't feel the sadness anymore. That's just not how it works. And it's important that we are facing the grief and that we are facing the feelings that come up as and when they come up and however they come up, right? And obviously there are limits around that, as we know, but the bottom line is you are allowed to take as long as you need to grieve and don't beat yourself up if you're finding yourself overwhelmingly sad several weeks or months or years after a grieving event has passed. That is totally okay and you're allowed to feel that way. Over time, I have personally found that these layers of grief that I mentioned before will shed, and as time passes, the grieving will subside. Life eventually becomes easier to manage and easier to deal with. 
There is something called complicated grief, and it's important to understand that for some people, grief can be prolonged or more intense, and it may interfere with that person's ability to cope with everyday life. This may be more likely if the loss was particularly traumatic. These individuals may experience the stages of the five stage model. However, instead of gradually becoming more accepting of their loss, their thoughts may become stuck in a painful and a sorrowful place. It might seem that they are emotionally paralyzed and unable to think past the grief and loss. They may also have had several losses occur around the same time. Say, for instance, a loss of a loved one to death, as well as experiencing a serious illness or diagnosis for themselves. It's important, sorry, it's common <laughs> that people who experience complicated grief feel very lost, alone, confused, and feel a sense of overwhelming sadness and have an ongoing longing for the past. Their future may seem empty to them and hopeless to them. So how do we deal with grief and loss then? And complicated grief as well. What are we supposed to do if we have been through a major loss and we have been hit with grief? Well, in a snapshot, it's a combination of seeking support, facing and expressing your feelings, and finding a way to receive closure in whatever shape or form that looks like. So firstly, it's important to acknowledge for yourself that what you are going through is grief and that it is okay to be grieving. Give yourself permission to grieve and don't discount that and see if you can try and listen to music or you can write something because writing can really help process our thoughts and our feelings expressing your emotions is a part of grieving and don't feel afraid to let your feelings out either through journaling writing doing artwork, playing music, singing a song, speaking to someone, however it is that you feel most comfortable expressing yourself. Secondly, seek help through a mental health professional or your GP if you feel like your grief and your ability to cope with the losses is getting a bit too much for you. Griefline is a free and anonymous telephone support service that is available seven days a week in Australia. There's also a grief support group and an online forum to chat to someone 24-7 and the details are listed in this episode's information. Also, the Australian Centre for Grief and Bereavement offers counselling and support services as well. Thirdly, it's important to surround yourself with safe people and loved ones and people who can understand your losses during this time. 
live one day at a time by not planning too far ahead or making major decisions for the time being. Set a regular daily routine and take time off your usual responsibilities if at all possible. Just so that you can give yourself the space to grieve and to recover. One thing that I really like doing is writing a letter to the person who has passed away and to honor the person who has passed away by sharing stories with others. If the loss is not about someone who has passed away, that's okay. But writing a letter to yourself can also be beneficial and quite a healing experience. So show yourself compassion and when you're writing a letter or writing a letter to yourself, don't forget to show uh, some encouragement in that letter to yourself and to remind yourself that you're going through and moving through a difficult time and that it's okay to have these feelings, it's okay to have sadness and to feel upset. Don't forget to also look after your physical health and make sure that you're eating, sleeping and drinking enough water. Be mindful that birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, family events and life changes can trigger intense feelings of grief. It's true. It may help to mark these occasions with a simple gesture such as maybe saying a prayer or lighting a candle or playing music or even gathering with loved ones and creating new memories such as organizing a positive event or doing something special for yourself. It's also very important to recognize that it's never too late to do these things. If you have realized that you haven't done these things, the good news is that it's never too late to grieve or to acknowledge these losses and deal with it. It's also not uncommon because as we know, life rarely goes as planned. And from my professional experience in working with clients with anxiety and depression and other disorders, they have realized through multiple therapy sessions that there have been actually many losses in their earlier years. And even though they're in their later years of life now, they are able to go back in time and address some of those events and grieve the losses that have occurred. And... And the feedback from clients who have addressed their losses and grieved their losses, even in their 60s or their 70s, is that they feel a sense of a weight being lifted and they feel lighter as a result. And they're able to have a bigger capacity for more things and more challenges in life as they come their way. So the last thing that we will talk about today is if you are wanting to support a loved one who is grieving, there are a few things you can do. Sometimes it's hard to know what to do, what to say to a loved one who is going through grief because 
obviously there's not a lot we can do to bring back the person they've lost or to change their circumstances of their loss. It's completely out of our control. But there are a few things that we can still offer which can go a long way. So the first thing is to connect with these people. So connect and initiate contact with this person and be available to them. Be available to listen and to hear them speak about their loved one or their loss. And try and refrain from giving advice or using cliches because it's often unhelpful to the person who is grieving. Be available to spend time doing something together. Something ordinary like going for a walk or having a meal can be really beneficial. It doesn't have to be something extravagant. Also, helping out practically can can always go a long way, right? We all know that. So such as cooking meals or looking after pets or children or ordering food or dropping off meals... So as we mentioned previously, grief can go on for several months or years after the grieving event. And birthdays and anniversaries may be difficult. So reaching out to the individual during this time just to let them know that you haven't forgotten can be a very beneficial and helpful and supportive thing to do. So now going back to you as the listener... If you are going through grief right now and you're finding yourself in a place of suffering, I understand how that feels and I'm so sorry that you're having to go through this. I understand that things may feel very different and difficult because of the losses that you've experienced. I might not have been through what you're going through, but I can understand the sorrow, the pain and the never-ending, overwhelming sadness. I want you to know that I see you and hear you. Reach out for help and keep looking after yourself and living one day at a time. So to summarize today, grief is part of the human experience and dealing with grief and loss can involve allowing yourself time and space to grieve. It can involve seeking professional help, looking after your physical health, writing a letter to yourself or the person who has been involved in the loss, staying connected with trusted people and living one day at a time. We can also help loved ones who are grieving by connecting with them and offering practical support and being available. So that concludes this episode for today. Thank you for listening in, my friends. And until next time, may you have peace, empowerment and experience joyful living.